stay tuned. We'll be right back after these quick ads. Hey, Raindrop. Today's episode of Reality with the King, yes, I'm counting down the top five best reality shows of 2022. Look, this year has been amazing. It's been fantastic. And before we, you know, celebrate Santa Claus, the cookies, (laughs) and some milk. (laughs) Yes, milk and cookies. (laughs) We also got to celebrate the shows that I feel were the best of this year. I normally do this on Twitter. So some of the past winners of the best reality shows have been The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, BT Presents The Encore, and Love and Marriage Huntsville. So who's going to make the list today? Who is going to be number one? So before I kick things off, I got to make sure that you guys understand the rules. Okay, so... There's a lot of shows that have aired in 2022, and there's a lot of shows that are currently airing in 2022. But in order for this to be fair, the entire season has to wrap before 2022 ends, okay? So for example, you all know my favorite reality show on Bravo right now is The Real Housewives of Potomac, okay? But the entire season isn't going to wrap by the end of this year. So I can't add them to my list. I mean, the gag is, would they be on the list based on these few episodes I've been watching? I don't know. I guess you have to wait and see next year. But a good example is if a show has culminated, okay, it's season without finishing the reunion, then yes, it can make the list because technically the season finale means that the season has ended. So those are the rules that I wanted to display before y'all read me for filth on Twitter like y'all do all the time, child. Although y'all give me props too, so let's be clear. So before I give you my top five best reality shows of 2022... I want to first wish all of you a happy holidays and know that Reality with the King is taking a little break for the holidays. So we'll be back in January with all new episodes. And baby, we got some exclusives for you. You do not want to miss these episodes that's dropping in January. Yes. So without further ado, Here is Carlos King's top five best reality shows of 2022. Coming in on number five is going to be RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars Season 7. Yes! So I know I don't talk about RuPaul's Drag Race a lot on this podcast, but it is truly one of my favorite shows. It's so good. It's so juicy. And the All-Star Season 7 was exceptional because we got a chance to see some of these All-Star queens compete and live it up. 
And I loved everything about it. I mean, we talking about Monet, Shea Coulee, like Jinx Monsoon. We're talking about some of the best drag queens in the history of the franchise. I really wasn't feeling the regular season of all... <laughs> Just keep it real. I wasn't feeling the regular season of RuPaul's Drag Race. Child, I stopped watching it. I, I I just wasn't into it. And I damn sure was not into the celebrity version of RuPaul's Drag Race either, child. Wasn't into that. Sorry. But what I was into, honey, was All-Stars Season 7. Again, you had Trinity the Tuck, Shay Kool-Aid, Raja, Evie, Jada Essence Hall. I mean, you had some of the best queens that the franchise has ever seen. And... I am a humongous Shay Kool-Aid fan. Like, humongous. And I really thought Miss Thing was going to take the crown until she just started to not have some of the best moments. And little did I know that Monet, baby, Monet was better than I anticipated. And she definitely blew my wig off. I thought Monet was like, child... I mean, not saying she should have won, because I definitely think Jinx Monsu was deservingly the winner because she was so funny and she was just so great. And the comedy, I mean, Miss Thing gave you good old Joy Behar comedy action. I thought Jinx Monsu, I mean, was, was everything, was everything. But when it comes to Monet, who won second place, she blew me away. And I just thought she was fantastic. And the All-Stars version of Drag Race, to me, is the best of the best because it's nice to see our favorite queens just go out there and make magic happen. So coming in at number five is RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars Season 7. Coming in at number four is Married to Medicine. Married to Medicine will forever be the most underrated show on Bravo. It's the most slept-on show on Bravo. It's the show that you guys aren't watching. And I do not understand why. I mean, I mean, I got my theories, but we'll talk about that later. Married to Medicine is truly one of the best shows on Bravo and truly one of the best reality shows. It is consistently good. Is consistently great. Those ladies, let's talk about real friendships. The things that we all love about Married to Medicine is what we were hoping to see on other reality shows, which is those ladies are friends on and off camera. And their issues are rooted deeply. It's not just like, okay, let's all have an agenda and go in reading each other for filth and let's all set up one person to take the fall this season, and let's all have an alliance to really make sure that one person iced out the group so they can get fired. Maritime Medicine doesn't operate in that way. And that's the reason why the fans love the show, and that's the reason why they have a consistent audience. I do want their audience to grow because they deserve to have the same ratings as the Housewives franchise. It's really that good. I mean, we're talking about 
the amazing Dr. Heavenly, Quad, Toya. I mean, it's an all-star cast. And they give you their real lives. They give you their real issues with their husbands. They do the best at casting new people. I love Audra, who was one of the new women that was brought into the fold. Honey, when she chin-checked Toya and Toya said, bitch, not today, and they almost got to a little scuffle until Toya was reminded, girl, don't you go back to you were season one. This season was fantastic. And I know that y'all have this love-hate relationship with Quad, but when Quad is on the screen, you can't not undermine her greatness. I like Quad's soliloquy when she told the girls, call me Frank Sinatra because I did it my way. <laughs> not Usher's my way, honey. Frank Sinatra. I thought that was funny. I think Quad is hilarious. I'm still trying to get warmed up to Anila. I still feel like she's a sore thumb out of the group. I feel like that was a hire to replace the culture that Mariah Hawk and her husband brought. Listen, I said it because I think it's true. Um, so I... Uh, <laughs> I'm still not feeling her. I'm sorry. And I, I'm not being mean about it. I just think she's on the wrong show. She's on the wrong show. She's on the wrong show. But you have Dr. Jackie. You have Dr. Simone. You have Dr. Contessa. You have these amazing women who do such a stellar job at making great television. And they had a great reunion as well, which is why I will never understand why they get treated like the stepchildren when they have been on for almost 10 years, and I feel like the world needs to put some respect on Marriage Medicine's name because it is truly one of the best shows on the network. And what I would like for all of my listeners to do, if you have enough time during the break, is to truly catch up on this amazing show because I promise you, you will not be disappointed. I hate to interrupt, but stay tuned for more. We'll be right back after these quick ads. This is Reality with the King, and I'm Carlos King. Let's get back into the show. Coming in at number three is Love and Marriage Huntsville. Yes! Come on, Huntsville! This has been one of the best seasons of Love and Marriage Huntsville. It's been a very long season two, child. <laughs> yes, I know y'all been saying, Carlos, this season feels like it's been off forever. And yes, this show has been... <laughs> I can't believe I'm laughing at this because it's funny. Love and Marriage Huntsville has been on since, I want to say either January or February of 2022. So, child, it kind of been all year round, although we had a two-month hiatus. Anywho, this season of Love & Marriage Huntsville brought some of the best moments in reality TV history. I'm talking about, yes, y'all favorite moment, which will be the Madani Melee with Miss Wanda and Melody and Martel and Marceau and 
all of that drama that happened. I mean, Lord Jesus. It, what was so crazy about that melee is it happened in real time on Instagram Live. Y'all watched some of it in real time. And then it was the one thing y'all kept asking for while we were on hiatus, which was so interesting to me. Y'all begged for it. Y'all wanted to see more of it. And then when y'all saw it, y'all tried to read me. How dare you air that? (laughs) You can't win for lose, child. But not only did we have some crazy moments, I also want to talk about some beautiful moments. I mean, obviously, I want to truly dedicate this entire episode to Kimmy Scott. She is the first reality star of an ensemble cast who has divulged that she had breast cancer. And to be able to show that and to show how she's dealing with it and to follow the reality of her telling the other cast members... You know, look, as someone who has, as you all know, been producing for almost 15 years, you would think that a lot of women on these ensemble shows would have dealt with that or talked about it. You know, I I think personally, some may have dealt with it and chose not to talk about it. And listen, I understand um, and I, I respect that as well because it's not easy to be so vulnerable in that moment. And to know that Kimmy once thought like, okay, this is my time to remove myself from the show because I'm dealing with something so serious, we all would have obviously understood and respected Kimmy's decision if she felt the need to leave the show. So the fact that she decided to continue on and said, you know what? I have this platform. I made a dedication to show my real life just because I'm dealing with something that came out of nowhere, I'm not going to not allow my fans to go on this journey with me. And I give Kimmy all the props in the world for that. That alone makes this season one of the best because y'all know my formula is follow the reality, follow the reality. And Kimmy's bravery has really empowered me to continue that message and to allow my cast to feel comfortable with the production in order to be safe enough to have these conversations and to go through this moment. And I, I, listen, if I could not love Kimmy anymore, darling, I, I love her even more now for that. And like I said, that alone makes this season one of the best of all time. So thank you for that, Kimberly, as I call her. The other moments is this season brought on Tisha's cousin, Kiki, baby, Kiki, child. Kiki and Tisha's storyline gave you a good old Teresa, Melissa, Gorga tease. I mean, to, to see two family members have this serious conversation about, you know, just their history. I mean, obviously the difference between Kiki and Tisha, unlike Melissa, and Teresa Judice is Kiki and Tisha are blood related. They're first cousins. And that's why their situation has been deep. And it's been very interesting to watch. 
What's also been interesting to watch will always be how Melody and Martell navigate their lives post-divorce. You know, we've seen their ups and downs, and we've also seen, yes, them come back together in Florida and have a family vacation and to really see the memories that they were creating for their children was also special to watch. And I'm hoping that we see more of that. Although, child, once y'all see this three-part reunion that airs December 31st, yes, New Year's Eve, hosted by (laughs) yours truly, Carlos King, child, the Melody and Martell saga continues. But I'm not going to spoil anything. The only thing I'm going to say is this three-part reunion is better than last season's reunion. And y'all know last season's reunion was everything, darling. It was everything. A little shameless plug. Okay. But to wrap up Love and Marriage Huntsville, I mean, look, we had Marceau dealing with the cheating accusations. We had him and Tisha Child in a parking lot. <laughs> having this conversation. We saw the sweet Maurice, honey, deal with linebacker accusations. This season brought a Stormy versus Destiny at the Galentine's event. And it also brought Miss Wanda being what? Yes, Wanda. Woo! Love and Marriage Huntsville. (sighs) It just keeps getting better and better. Coming in at number two is a gag of the gag, 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 gags. The number two best reality show of 2022 is none other than The Real Housewives of Miami. Bitch, this season, this rebooted season four on Peacock was a stellar season. Tense across the board. Every episode was great. And what I love about this show is those ladies clocked in to work. Alexia is the force multiplier. It's her show. It's her show. And that, and, and again, it's not to diminish anybody because y'all love to say, oh my God, so and so is the queen bee. Girl, I'm talking about somebody who is truly the one that is the glue. And when it comes to the Real Housewives of Miami, Alexia is the best of the best of the best. She's a joy to watch. The scenes between her and her sons and her um, husband, well, now husband, was fantastic television. It was real. It was deep. It was emotional. She is the best thing to happen to that franchise. There is no Real Housewives of Miami without Alexia. It's her show. Now, although Larsa Pippen is my favorite, (laughs) I just love me some Larsa. However, it's still Alexia's show. Alexia is the bomb. It's her show. It's her show. Larsa is fantastic. I like that Larsa came in with all of those Kardashian baggage that a lot of people brought onto her. And to me, she was able to rise to the occasion of being smart and subtle with her shade and snarky 
And I like the fact that we saw her try to live outside of their shadows, the Kardashians, but also try to live outside the shadows of her ex-husband, Scottie Pippen. And what it's like for a woman to be married to this powerhouse in her early 20s, have multiple kids with this guy, and still decided to leave the situation because it no longer served her. I enjoyed watching that. I enjoyed watching her get into it with Adriana. Honey, that epic table read. Not not a table read like you're an actor, honey. (laughs) Where you sit in front of your coworkers, honey, and read the script. I'm talking about a table read, bitch. When you are at a table on a reality show and you read each other for filth. To see Larsa and Adriana go up against each other, where she called her fake Kim Kardashian, her fake booty, and Larsa said, you look homeless. I mean, when I say the read was so severe that I had to upload it on my Instagram page, child. That's how epic that read was. And then they brought on new women who I just love and think is so delicious. Gertie is one of the most beautiful women on television. She's gorgeous. She's a sweet heart. Dr. Nicole, I love as well. I love her husband. I love the fact that they're so rich that they say, bitch, we'll buy a home and we may sell it in two weeks, bitch. And we don't care. And we got private planes. I love it. I love it. It brought wealth in terms of monetary wealth, but it also brought wealth of conversation and knowledge. And just, it truly did represent Miami. And to me, clearly, because it's number two, the Real Housewives of Miami was the best Real Housewives show of all of 2022. The moment you all be waiting for. The number one best reality show of 2022. Drum roll, please. Yes, come on, sound effects. This is going to break Twitter. I already know. And guess what? I'm going to stand 10 toes behind my decision. And no, I'm not biased. I keep it all the way real. The best reality show of 2022 goes to Bell Collective. Yes, honey, let's argue. Let's have an argument, honey. Not argument. Let's have an argument, honey. I'm ready. Let's go toe-to-toe with this one. Bell Collective Season 2 was by far the best reality show of 2022. And no, I'm not just saying it because I created it and my company, Kingdom Rank Entertainment, produces it. Bell Collective was everything and more. Bell Collective set off Friday nights on the Oprah Winfrey Network. It is the show that people slept on first season. And listen, I can understand why. Because when you watch season one of Bell Collective and then you get into season two of Bell Collective... It does feel like two different shows. Not saying that season one was, wasn't great. It was. But it felt like a refresh, a reintroduction, if you will. 
And there is not one person, not one, who watched Bell Collector this past season that did not love the show. We brought on two new cast members, Aikisha Holly Cologne and Sophia Soguchi Williams, to join the stellar cast of Marie Abston, Letitia Pearson, Latrice Rogers, and Tambra Cherie. The reason why Bell Collector not only broke the internet, broke ratings records, <laughs> it also made people realize, Carlos King, you're onto something. <laughs> you are tapping into these unknown territories like Jackson, Mississippi, and finding these gems. We're talking about a show where on a two-part reunion, I, as the host of the reunion, gave y'all a good old nasty Maury Povich moment where we had a DNA test. We're talking about a paternity issue this season. We're talking about Marie who let us in on what she was facing dealing with her mom who admitted to being addicted to drugs. I'm talking about real life story. We had scandal. We had Tamara Cherie being told that her man that she has known since high school was having an emotional affair with a decorator. I mean, it was a soap opera. It gave y'all good old Vivica Fox in Generations. It gave y'all good old Victor Newman on Young and the Restless. I mean, it was a soap opera of these soap operas. We're talking about Latrice dealing with Smokey Robinson, I mean, I'm sorry, her husband, Cliff, who wanted, <laughs> shade, who wanted to have a baby. And she stood up for herself and said, I'm not ready right now because a bitch is selfish and she wants to make her millions and she wants to live her life. Yes, you may be older, but I'm still young. I'm in my 30s and I'm in my prime. And Latrice was on her Young Miami. Latrice was giving y'all Young Miami Dating Diddy. That's how that relationship was this season. And she dealt with it in a true way. We're talking about how the new ladies, Aikisha, told the girls, I'm the queen of Jackson. And Ferris Street being a place where African-Americans back in the day had ownership of properties, we gave y'all a good old educational moment. We gave y'all a good old PSA, honey. A good PBS. <laughs> Bell Collective was everything and more. And it's no surprise that the network, thank you, Lord Jesus, believed in the show to say, we're going to bring it back. They brought it back. It broke ratings records. And they immediately ordered another season. And this is the gag. So look, we're filming Season three right now, baby. Y'all ain't seen nothing yet. That's all I'm going to say. But let's get back to uh, Bell Collective season two. It was truly refreshing to watch a show filled with women who were real. And I'm even going to be honest when I say this. Not that I lie, but I'm just going to keep it all the way real again. The reason why people love Bell Collective is because it's refreshing to see a reality show 
where people aren't trying to get a moment, they're living in the moment. And one thing that I try to execute along with my team of producers is follow the reality. Follow it. Because I promise you it's much better than what you're trying to orchestrate on paper. And Bell Collective is a show where you have these regular women in Jackson, Mississippi, along with their husbands and partners, truly give their best to show the world who they really are. And I get emotional every time I think about the show. It's, it's, it's now a show where I get stopped in the streets and people are like, bitch, you did that with Bell Collective. And I'm like, no, we did that. I will never take full credit for the success of my shows. It, is, it takes a village. It takes a village to really make a great show. And the success of Bell Collective is not only my success, it's the success of my team of producers, the wonderful executives at the network who believed in it and pushed us to make great television, but also to the cast who showed up every day to give their authentic lives. And as we go into watching more reality shows in 2023, I'm hopeful that people can look at Bell Collective as the blueprint and the DNA of how you do a show and you do it right. All right, y'all. And there you have it. Carlos King's top five best reality shows of 2022. Now, look, I know some of y'all going to disagree with me, child. Although a lot of y'all going to agree with me because I am the king of reality television and I know what I'm talking about. But make sure you hit me on social media, hashtagging reality with the king and let me know if you agree or disagree with my list. Is there a reality show that you felt like I missed that deserves to be part of the top five best reality shows? of 2022? Let me know. Thank you for listening to Reality with the King. New episodes drop every Wednesday and Friday. Share, comment, follow, and subscribe to Reality with the King wherever you get your podcast. Visit realitywiththeking.com and be sure to follow me at the Carlos King underscore on Instagram and Twitter. Tweet me your thoughts and hot takes about this episode using the hashtag Reality with the King. Reality with the King is a production of More Sauce by Stitcher. It is executive produced by me, Carlos King, and Jasmine Henley Brown. We are also produced by Lashik Lotus Lee and Brandon Nix. Engineering and music by Marcus Hom. More sauce. In the 1970s, John Todd burst onto the evangelical scene with a shocking tale. He claimed to be a former witch involved in a then unheard of secret organization called the Illuminati and urged Christians to prepare for a violent world takeover. First of all, the number one weapon in everybody's home should be a 12-gauge pump shotgun. Hear the amazing story of one of the originators of the modern-day conspiracy theory. From Magnificent Noise and Sony Music Entertainment, this is Cover Up, The Conspiracy Tapes.